0: You're, like, so gay. Hey, all of you sexual deviants.
1: (laughs) And all of you sexual deviant wannabes. Uh, I was trying to do, like, a robot voice, but I don't think it worked. What is going on? Uh, How are you? What the fuck is this? Oh, it's a receipt.
0: I'm good. It's been a...
1: My allergies are here. Oh.
0: Allergies have entered the chat. Um, Uh I'm good. It's been a very busy week, very productive week, Um, a bender of a weekend, (laughs) but it's been fun. I mean, (laughs) well, that's good. Yeah. Life is pretty good right now. How about you? Oh, I love that.
1: Um, Things are okay. School, shockingly, is like slowing down a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. I think I only say that and feel that way because I just turned in like something I worked on very late into the night for many days. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm not working on something <laughs> until the for wee 12. hours in the morning. School must be slowing down. <laughs> yeah. Um. My first final is actually exactly a month from today. And let me tell you, I am not even close to ready.
0: How the fuck is it? almost? Uh, April, right?
1: I don't know, but I'm already at the point in one of my classes where they're like, yeah, we've, we finished learning all testable material. I'm
0: like, oh, what the fuck? That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, so that's pretty gnarly. Nice. But... Well,
0: as always, thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast and thank you to our, uh, supporters every month who pledge a donation. Thank you to Brett Mara and Emily.
1: We appreciate you guys so much. Far it's much. stupid. I love you guys. Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, um should we do music?
1: Wow, we're really jumping right to, Yeah, it is a long interview, so we probably should get right to it. It is a long interview. Yes. Um I think before we pick individual songs, and I apologize if this is your individual song, I think we need to just take a moment to recognize the brilliance of Lil Nas X's oh yeah new song. Call me by your name. Montero, call me by your name. It is art iconic. The music video is even more iconic.
0: He is a
1: trailblazer. Um, truly, and I am living for all of the people who are upset at the devil um, imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, keep crying is all I'm going to say.
0: Cry (laughs) harder. Cry louder. Dehydrate yourself. Die.
1: Dehydrate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Coral.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too much? I don't care. I
1: didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, big shout out to Lil Nas X and for that song. I am going to be blasting it forever. For a long time. Yeah. All the way through the summer.
0: Is that your song of the week?
1: It's not. Um, my <laughs> song of the week. <laughs> um, my song of the week is actually this song called, um, it, uh, called smallest community. Um, it's actually by two of my, my very good too. friends. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> it's by two of my very good friends, Marshall and Gus. Um, That's cool. It's very, yeah it's very like cozy and vibey and chill um it's just by it's by marshall borden featuring gus perkins okay they don't have stage names is it on um it's on spotify
0: wow give them that coin
1: yeah it's so cozy and vibey that's good um i love it What about you, Aaron? What's your song of the week?
0: My song of the week this week is Feather by Lost Kings and Finn Eskew.
1: I've never even heard of that.
0: Yeah, it came on it came on. I had like a like a radio on. You know how on Spotify you can like pick a song you like and go to like the radio. So I did that. And it came on. Yeah. It came on and I was like, wait, I love this. That's really good. So yeah yeah i did i
1: tend to do that with artists actually like maggie rogers radio mm-hmm. is probably my like most listened to thing
2: ever
0: yeah T, so. I do like yeah <laughs> very nice Ugh. cool well who's on the podcast with yeah. us today matthew
1: oh my gosh today we have romi i cannot pronounce her last name abu Dharam told me before abu Dharam. i think uh um, maybe
0: i'm wrong no i think i'm right it's Manu.
1: Yeah, we have Romanu on the podcast. Romanu. Um she, she is another lovely friend from college. She was a couple years younger than me. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know what grade she was in. She was a year below um, me.
2: Classic. So she's of two years
1: younger than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said she's turning twenty four um, in two weeks. Oh yeah. That's Triple right, Aries. Right. Triple Axel.
1: Yeah, she will get into it. So <laughs> if you're feeling like what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Um
1: Don't let that deter you.
0: Romy is a gem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Had such a great time recording this. A lot of fun memes. A lot of like not explicit queer conversation, but conversation that like was inherently queer at the same time, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Which was like really cool. Yeah. So maybe it will be relatable to more than just queer people. Yeah. But if you're not queer, I don't care if you relate. (laughs) i'm just kidding i need to stop being so mean to our heterosexual listeners
0: (laughs) all three of them
1: yeah (laughs) so um yeah i don't know anything else you want to say about the episode aaron
0: no i'm gonna let it speak for itself
1: okay yeah it was a a fun (laughs) one it was a good one it was (laughs)
0: um we encourage that you have a drink while you listen and drink along with us.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of times where we play some quick mini drinking games, so play along with us. I think
0: actually when she suggested that I was like that would actually be fucking hysterical it's if we did like a like a drinking game. You know, like if we came up with like a list of rules and it was like every time we say the word gay you have to take a sip, like something like that. We'd be so fucked up.
1: Oh my, yeah, I'd be so dead. (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, stay tuned, people, because maybe we're gonna start turning this into the gay drinking game podcast. (laughs) So querying the air is dead. This is now (laughs) gays who drink. (laughs) Gays who drink.
0: Drinks for gays. The drinks Uh for gays podcast. All right. Yeah, we'll figure it out for next week.
1: All right. Okay. Enjoy, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: My friend has on his story i literally drunkenly ordered a plant last night oh my god
3: he ordered a life are you
1: guys plant gays yes i've
3: become i think i've become one i'm still like okay i feel like another sub question to that is also like what type of plant gay like are you like do you kill the plant well i guess this is what type of plant person you are but we're just gonna make it gay anyway Mm. um because <laughs> um, for me, why I've been successful with plants is that I kind of naturally like ha- don't wanna overcare for something, so I undercare for my plant, but it ends up working because a lot of people overwater plants and it dies, but I kind of water it like once every week, went tw- two weeks and it works.
0: That's what I do too. Nice. I've learned that they...
1: I killed some... I actually ha- tried to become a plant gay, um, and I ended up killing a grass plant. What? Um,
3: <laughs> like the kind you, like, yeah, put in so, drinks, like you eat? Like in job juice.
1: No, no, it was, like, a relative of, like,
0: Why? Did grass, you grass that is supposed yeah. to be,
1: like... <laughs> apparently it's supposed to be super easy to maintain. What did you want it for? Um,
3: Usually like, what do you... Tell me.
1: It just for, like, decorative purposes. Just to, like, look nice in my room. Grass. I, like, I killed it. Although... Uh, I love it that. It was, like, a relative of grass. <laughs> I'm okay? just it was,
0: picturing... Like, it was supposed to be, like... A s- little, like, square patch <laughs> of grass. Yeah, that's
3: so cute. Honestly, <laughs> having grass is a great one because it's... You can probably decorate it, like, if I want it on a... In a certain pattern. Okay,
1: well, it was still in a pot.
3: I've only... You could
0: put a tiny oh, yeah. little fence in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A white picket fence, a tiny little little flamingo, uh, golden yeah. retriever.
0: Mm. You can get like Legos or like Polly Pockets.
3: I've only ever had a.
1: Or like one of those cars from the game of life. Dude.
0: Mm.
3: But it's just grass. I've only.
0: I wonder if they're gonna start making like different colored people now, because you know they only had pink and blue. Right, because you had to choose your you might gender wanna trademark at the that. beginning of the game of life. Hi, Romy. How are you? I
2: was waiting you? for Romy to say Hi, <laughs> yeah. um,
3: I'm good. Um, let's see. Um, I've, I think you guys have like caught me at a good time for making this podcast in terms of like era, era, time of my life. Um, like I've. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've like recently come out of like doing like three months of like actual therapy and like before I've just not ever really done it. Like I've, I've done like two sessions in like, like sophomore year of college. And then I was like, done, fixed. And then, yeah. <laughs>
1: was it like, F- a co- was it like a college therapist? Um, I did
3: one with the college therapist. Like, was it like through yeah, the like school? CMHS. Um, I did one and then he was so intense that it's because when I went to go ask for a therapist or like I, I just I went to go like to see C- CMHS, I think that's what it's called, and then they're like, here's the binder of therapists.
1: Was it Center for Mental Health Services yeah, or something? That makes
3: sense. That that acronym. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, just and for <laughs> people who don't know it's uh it's like uh the services offered through Tufts. Um, to students, and they had this binder of therapists, and they're like, all right, go through the personalities, and you can pick which one might, like, suit best with you, and I just told her, I was like, I need someone who is, like, my dad, (laughs) because I was thinking, I was like, because my dad's a therapist, and I was thinking that because I was raised by him, and I respond well to him, I need a therapist like him, um, which is, Ain't, like, very blunt, straightforward, and aggressive. <laughs> um, And I got that therapist, and then I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually have so many problems with my dad. Like, I, I actually, like, need to see a therapist for the things with my dad. So then I went to a different therapist through my brother. My brother um, uh, went to therapy for a while, oh and he, I just went to the therapist that he saw, because I was like, wow, Max, you've done all the work. The therapist knows exactly who I am, so now we'll start right (laughs) now. you laid the groundwork for me right
0: (laughs) we'll jump start
3: i feel like
1: i feel like that could be like a weird i don't i don't want to say like conflict of interest but like that could be some like weird dynamics put that therapist in some awkward like i don't really know how to counsel you on this because i talked to your brother about this exact thing that Mm. was something i was thinking
3: about because i was like i'm so comforted by the idea that she kind of already knows the family so if I mention my dad it's it's like it makes sense but then I was like thinking after the first session I got really stressed because I was like what if it's part of therapy to just be uncomfortable at the beginning and like maybe I just needed to have done that um but my therapist uh, never I feel like she would have mentioned if she was uncomfortable but she's pretty good and um I ended up staying with her. Her, and, uh, my brother, and I were seeing her at different times. Like my brother's no longer seeing her, so that kind of is helpful, I guess, or mentally for my head.
1: Oh yeah, that probably does but, help. Yeah,
3: but yeah. So we recently now switched to every other week. So we are. We're, uh, um... I
0: need to find a new therapist.
3: Do it. <laughs>
0: I didn't like mine.
1: Yeah, I need to find like a therapist. So
3: yeah, it's definitely funky.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, Romy, who are you? Um.
3: My name is Romy. I use uh, she/her pronouns. Um. I am twenty three, twenty four in two weeks. I'm an Aries, triple Aries. Woo-hoo! Fun fact.
1: Wow. Triple Aries. I don't think I would have ever guessed.
3: I don't really know much about the other signs, so I don't really know, like, I would ask you, like, what would you guess me as, but...
0: I don't oh, even I think I could list them all.
3: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: I just think of Aries as, like, headstrong, aggressive, like, in-your-face mm, kind of people, mm. and A lot of the memes fiery. are like
3: that, yep.
1: You're not, like, a dick. <laughs> well,
3: thank you. Um,
1: you know. It's,
3: I guess... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um...
1: No offense to all of the Aries who are listening to this.
3: <laughs> no, I feel like the fieriness comes in many different forms. Like, I like to think of the fieriness as, like, the chaotic part. And I think Aries have very, like... They they do have a very, like, chaotic energy that I think is maybe a little similar. It's in the way of, like... Okay, I don't know. I guess in, like, my... I'm getting so off topic. Actually, no, this is a little bit about me. Um, But, like, my, <laughs> my like chaos or Aries-ness would be in like how on the outside it seems like very calm but on the inside I have so many thoughts at once like an insane amount that it's that that was a big thing I was doing in therapy was just grounding myself like that was our like right from the get-go my therapist was like Mm. okay we can't even talk about anything because anything we talk about you're gonna get like you're like like not be able to sleep. And the goal is like, okay, well, you need to be able to sleep. (laughs) So I, I didn't realize I had this like constant little buzz of just like energy for like 20 years, 23 years of my life. I just had this buzz going anxiety. (laughs) Is that buzz that I didn't realize, but, um, and I think that's, it was so small and random, but it comes out in like chaos sometimes. Like I'll pick something up and put it down and absolutely. (laughs) Is this a short question? Is this a long (laughs) question? (laughs)
1: I, you know, it's usually just like however you want to answer it. I would say usually we'll cap it maybe at like ten minutes. Okay, I think uh, it'll be six
3: of those minutes. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to interject sometimes because I I might go off over there <laughs> and just like ramble. Um, um, okay, okay, I got this. Okay, so I was born and raised in Mountain View, California. <laughs> I was born on April seventh, nineteen ninety seven, um, and-, <laughs> and what's your social security <laughs>
1: number? Like what? What else?
3: <laughs> and let me tell you every detail of my life. Um, but so, raised in California, I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me. His name is Max. Um, I have two parents. Is he also queer? He is not, but I love talking about it, like it with him, and like trying to like i feel like mm. it's just a thing that we love to do that isn't we have to acknowledge that straight people can be straight you know
1: they can <laughs> we don't have to
3: <laughs> i know at this i know I just, where am i sitting with that yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i don't understand it i don't have to accept <laughs> it so i'm not going to
3: i just can't imagine even saying. Like a harsh boundary on who I'm attracted to, even if I, like as a queer person, like I just couldn't even imagine just knowing you know like how do you just know in words, mm-hmm. and then so like if someone's just like i'm st- I'm straight, I only like girls, um is what he has said, and then um but he has had this cute story where he was working at Starbucks um and
1: oh, so that's like a family thing, oh my gosh. <laughs> What?
3: Both my brother and I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm good to pause that story because I actually didn't even, the other one actually didn't matter. Um, My brother and I both work at Starbucks.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: I don't work there anymore, but I worked there in high school and then he needed a job. And so I got him a job at Starbucks. What and was your favorite there, thing to drink
0: enough. at Starbucks?
3: Oh, good question. And I have the answer right away. It's called a grasshopper frappuccino. No. <laughs> um, I tried to bring it to the res, but as a latte.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Why didn't they pick that up? I'm shocked.
3: Uh, because people at the res don't know how to make coffee. So they can't make an actual complicated
0: That's drink. really true. Speaking of which, they changed the name of the res, did they not?
3: Oh, the sink. Yep, yep, yep. The sink? True. For, the
1: sink. for anybody listening, the res, the... The sink. I actually never bought a single thing from there. Oh, oh my gosh,
3: uh, Really? Whoa!
1: I don't drink coffee. So. What about uh,
3: a chocolate? Yeah, I chocolate. That's okay. I'm not like that gay. Um, <laughs> you
1: don't just go and so buy it from the baristas. <laughs> anyway, it was a it was a coffee bar at Tufts. I keep forgetting yes.
3: this is a podcast and that there's other people that I have to like clarify things for. So that's gonna be your job. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um. Yeah, favorite drink Grasshopper. It is a it's a mint chocolate chip Frappuccino, um, but the base is green tea, and I like green tea a ton. Oh. That's why I liked it. Hmm. And I like that chocolate. Um, nice. Yeah. So I, I skipped seventeen years to go from birth to Starbucks. So that's that's all, folks. That's the life story. I mean,
1: you're skipping <laughs> to the important parts. I mean,
3: it was yeah. a trip working there. It was pretty fun though. Um, um, but anyway, so he, my brother is not gay, <laughs> sad. Um, <laughs> but he, he's, he, he is one of those, like, he doesn't have an, like, an ego about his masculinity, which is what I make sure to check in about. Cause I, it's like, oh my gosh, my cat, oh my gosh. Um, Go back up there Um, But So as in like We have like I can have like Conversations I have with Like my queer friends About like Sexuality and gender With my brother And he'll um, Take them very Like just as much Engaged and seriously I just feel like Sometimes I can't Have those conversations With people outside The queer community Um, Anyway
1: That's awesome That's so cool We're pretty
3: close Which is good Nice yeah. Um and then I have two parents. My dad, he is from Algeria and he's French Algerian. Um moved around a lot.
1: whoa
3: Yeah. Intense. intense
1: Do you speak intense. French or Arabic?
3: I don't speak either. Uh, Does
0: he speak?
1: He either? speaks
3: French and Hebrew.
0: Wow. Oh. Yeah. Happy Do Passover. Speak
3: don't speak Hebrew. So Oh yeah. Yeah, happy Passover. Um I don't speak anything because my dad, this is his quote, I don't care about sharing this, he, would, he goes, I wasn't ready to be a father. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went to therapy, guys. <laughs>
2: oh.
3: <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it, basically meaning, like, he didn't, like, it's so annoying, like, it was like, didn't have the energy, and I was like, okay, doke, so... Don't speak any languages. He didn't want... I mean, it was a trade-off. Like, at the same time, my parents, they were very hands-off parents. Um, They were there providing us, like, with, like, my brother and I, like, the resources we needed to succeed, which was awesome. Um, But for the most part, we had a lot of independence as kids because they went through, like, an insane divorce. And like, they just didn't, Mm. I wish they actually got divorced, but instead they like, I don't mind talking about this. So don't worry. This is fine. Um,
1: I'm actually going to work at a divorce firm this summer. So I am so interested to hear about this.
3: Oh, whoa. That's going to be so interesting. That's going to be intense.
1: It's going to be be. Take care of yourself. (laughs) I'm, I'm so excited.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's, you're going to learn a lot about people. Um, because it's the craziest thing, um, but my parents basically, like, lived, like, the, the environment of my house is important to who I am, so that's why I'm going in on it, but, like, my, my parents, they lived in separate rooms for, like, most of my childhood, and, um, that being, like, because they were going, like, they just had their energy, and, like, they didn't bring us into it like like intentionally but it was in the environment like a kid raised in Mm, an environment gonna like feed off of it so we like grew up in that like kind of an environment and then um uh they were so like kind of focused on that that they kind of just like gave my brother and I a lot of freedom like I can go over to my friend's houses a ton I had like as long as I was doing fine in school because my dad was really academic um um, oh, I didn't mention my mom. Apologies for you, whoever's gonna edit this. I'm so sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I feel like all my stories are gonna fantastic
1: cut. assumption. <laughs>
3: it's said in your little blurb, Aaron edits. Yeah, you're you're capable, Matt. I, I can't barely
1: turn my computer on, so
0: <laughs> you switch devices. It's really gonna good. be great. I'm probably not gonna edit it that Thank much, you. realistically. So everyone's Dick. gonna be on this roller coaster. We're all gonna be <laughs> yeah. on it together. Yeah. <laughs> so get the to the
1: point, energy. Romy. <laughs>
3: um, chaotic. My mom is from yes, very chaotic. My mom is from South Africa. <laughs> um. So both. Parents wow. Do you speak
1: Afrikaans?
3: I don't. Okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> I feel so.
1: Do you speak any gosh. actually? Do you speak any native languages to I probably South know Africa?
3: More oh 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 to south africa no all those languages i don't want to call them i'll call afrikaans a dead language because afrikaans is a like um the language of the colonized so i don't mind if it dies but no. but i don't know too much Ooh, history about okay. it so maybe that was a strong statement um but that was the language yeah it's that, very
1: much you know. like still a spoken language, so I don't know if, like, dead is the right word, but I like where you were going with that one. Maybe we can revisit that it's off It's, like, hibernating. So we don't get canceled.
3: Okay, yeah. You don't have to put that on. Okay, that might have been too strong a statement. But, um, basically, <laughs> <laughs> she came to California to be an actress. She came for Hollywood. Um. Whoa. Yeah. My cool. middle name is Audrey for Audrey Hepburn, because she wanted, she liked famous people.
1: And your first name is... Romy from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> I oh fucking God.
3: wish. But I uh, <laughs> Romy Schneider actually. Who is a random famous person. Of Austrian. Yes, actress. of course. <laughs> yes. Um and then my brother's middle name is Sean for Sean Connery.
1: You know, I met him in elementary school actually.
3: Really? Oh wait, did
0: that's random.
3: It, didn't he come to Tufts? Mm-hmm. Isn't he from like Medford?
1: Oh, I have no idea. His granddaughter and I went to the same elementary school, so he like came one time, and I had to pretend to know who he was.
0: Whoa. How old were you? I was in like third like grade. 10? I never watched
1: James Bond before.
0: That's so funny.
3: All the moms were probably like, ah, Sean Connery, yeah, probably. <laughs> <Literally>. Um,
1: <laughs> Connery, murder me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what's funny is that a lot of my um sexual awakenings that were dudes were a lot of um actors that my mom liked um
1: wow should we go around and each say like two or three sexual awakenings and if we agree we take a drink oh
3: i like that
0: oh my goodness
3: oh my gosh okay wait let me think of some
1: okay yeah roma you go first i don't know i have so many i can go first i've got one immediately okay go who tom scavo from desperate housewives uh
3: it's just you drinking your scotch
1: (laughs) i'm drinking beer i've given this the one mini scotch was enough for all you everybody listening i'm trying to learn to like scotch and it's gonna be a long process yeah
2: um
3: okay mine is okay this one's really niche um Okay, it is the it's Kovu from Lion King two. I want you to look him up right now. What? Look up Kovu from Lion King <laughs> two. What kind of King animal 2. is it? he? He lion. Kovu, K O V U. <laughs> and you're gonna see how fucking hot he is. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. Do it. Do
1: it. Oh, he's cute. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay.
3: It's because he has like a lot of like masculine, feminine energy.
1: <laughs> mm. Okay.
3: So that that's one of um, my awakenings.
1: So I didn't drink. I'm just gonna say that that's for okay.
0: that one.
3: I'm drinking.
1: <laughs> Aaron, what about you?
0: I'm going to go with <laughs> what's his name, Brendan Fraser from the hit 1997 film <laughs> George of the Jungle. Wow!
1: <laughs> I am very much drinking.
0: And if you listening would also like to take a drink,
2: do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Unless it's like seven AM on Tuesday, in which case, just sip your coffee. Okay. <laughs> in
1: which case, you should definitely drink. Take a drink.
0: <laughs>
3: I have another one. Yeah. No.
0: Um, okay. Danny Phantom. I-
3: Danny Phantom wasn't mine, but he is cute.
1: Yeah, I can. Mm. I won't drink, but I will respect that one. Yeah, this one
3: isn't going to be a cartoon. I'm not going to do that again. This one is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lorelai Gilmore from Gilmore Girls was one for me.
2: Oh.
0: I, I never watched it I growing never watched up. I Gilmore but Girls, yeah.
1: I, I actually didn't watch it when I grew up, but um, I can appreciate... Is it the mom?
3: Yeah, it's the mom. I like older. I had a a lot of my sexual (laughs) awakenings were like these older people. (laughs) Mm. I feel
0: like that's normal.
3: Yeah, because I mean, I just
1: named like we 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 all just named older people except for Kovu and Danny, (laughs) (laughs) except for Kovu, who's
3: a lion. (laughs) 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 Um.
1: I should think of another one because you guys said two.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, you know what? I will. Jessica Alba in Honey. I think that's like 2002,
3: 2004. Did you watch it at that age?
1: I might have watched it like a couple years after that. It might have been like 11 or something. I just looked up the main
3: photo. Damn.
1: Tom Scavo and Jessica Alba in Honey. Although, I have seen some things. Jokes on Twitter about like that movie not aging super well, but I haven't actually seen it like since those years, so I'm gonna live in blissful ignorance that oh it's aged wonderfully
0: <laughs> like fine wine.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Anyway, Rumi, can you describe your haircut
3: <laughs> <laughs> since um, nobody can see it? <laughs> yeah, I call it a mullet mohawk. Um, you can take a little look um basically it's so cute thank you picture (laughs) i love it picture you had a mullet but then instead of just kind of like texturing and like layering the sides you just straight up shaved the whole side of your head um because that's kind of yeah that's kind of what i wanted i wanted the short top a bit but um Mm. yeah i've always had uh shaved sides and my hair was growing out and i was missing the shaved sides and i wanted to do something different because i've never had short hair
0: and what inspired you it. to shave your sides for the first time? Even though I know <laughs> the answer to this.
3: Sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh, such a perfect human being. Um, so there's this band. What's their band name? Is so weird. Paris, <laughs> with like the A is a. Oh B's. yeah. <laughs> um, but the lead singer, Lynn Gunn, I really liked how she looked. I thought she was- she is beautiful. I love her voice. And then when I looked at her hair, she had, like, the quadrants or her temples shaved. Um, and so it's kind of like having a mohawk, but it doesn't go all the way back. It's just- it stops kind of the ear line. Um, and I really liked it, and I've never had my sides shaved. And for so many reasons, I wanted to do it, but, um... Just, like, those flyaway hairs. And also, like, I think for me in haircuts, like, I take my hair, like, what I do to my hair pretty seriously. Because I know, like, if I really want it, I'm going to like it. And so I do sit on it and I go with my gut. Um, I'm usually not stopped by worrying, like, if what other people think. That's usually never really stopped mm. me. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it already was, like okay, fine, I can cover it if it looks bad, like, the top's still long, but I just really wanted it, and I guess when I told my parents, they're just like, Whoa, whatever, <laughs> like, they're, they're pretty much like, <laughs> whatever. Do, do do whatever, Romy, we'll see what happens, they don't, like, I, I appreciate, they kind of let me do whatever, um, and I was actually in Hungary, I was studying abroad when I got it done, <laughs> it's, it's actually a...
2: Silly story that's
1: so <laughs> oh wild. my god speaking of you studying abroad in hungary <laughs> i <laughs>
0: where's this going oh.
1: she had a youtube channel that i subscribed to and she posted like i think it was like what six videos maybe which was like pretty good I'll, I'll give vlogs. it I'll give that's a props. lot
3: some vlogs uh, three vlogs but very long <laughs> very long oh. vlogs.
1: Three vlogs of when she was studying abroad and i I found it the other day when we, like, I was actually, it was, it just happened to be that, you know, I was going through my, like, subscriptions on YouTube, my channel subscriptions, and we had, like, just, like, nailed this interview down, and I saw that and was like, I've gotta watch it. And it was so, my favorite thing ever that I honestly think about, like, a little often is how you just randomly had that one song They'd chime in. You'd be like, my house in Budapest. And then it would just stop.
3: It would make no sense. Yeah, because, okay, but so... The George Ezra Budapest song, Um, he's never been to Budapest. He doesn't know anything about Budapest. He just says like, his friends came back with stories, and he just wrote that song, and everyone in Hungary loves it, because it says Budapest. I was like, guys, he's literally not even talking about you. <laughs> he doesn't even know what That's he's talking so about. It. Funny. It's like my grand piano. Um, But... Um, I just thought it was just a like a, the my vault, vlogs were really like they they were really trolly because like I wasn't about to write an email to everyone about my abroad experience like for me it just wasn't that deep.
2: You Not, weren't. Okay. <laughs>
0: you didn't make an email list.
3: <laughs> I couldn't. Okay, I think it's just okay. I take back that was judgy. I don't express. How <laughs> I, I, think I think it was like rightfully judgy. <laughs> <laughs> okay then I don't take it back Um, for me the video was a great medium because you can just film things in the- I don't know for me like I missed editing Like I-, I had a YouTube account when I was little as all of ATO Fuck was, yeah. thanks to Aaron
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs>
3: insane to go into the ATO interview and to just have you be like everyone wait I have a video to show everyone and I was like awesome this is going to take care of half of the interview I don't need to deal with the interview
1: <laughs> Wait, sorry. Did you guys know each other before?
3: Internet people. Or find you just like, found her. Trace. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm
0: really good at the, the internet.
1: Wow, I knew
3: that. YouTube channel. <laughs> and Matt, you're gonna like this. I had a YouTube. I had a cover that my friends and I did of Paramore music video, and it got mm-hmm. really popular because Paramore took down their video for some weird reason. So mine was the only music oh. video for a while. <laughs> misery business
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing yeah. and really surprising that no one else made a music video <laughs> did you put like official music video in the oh, title or yeah. something <laughs> <laughs>
3: <It's bait. laughs>
0: it
1: works
3: um, it worked
1: i love that
3: so yeah um budapest i channeled some <laughs> cravings to be a vlogger <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Didn't you do one where you dressed up as Bieber as well? <laughs> yes. yes. JB's. I'm You're looking really at your channel now. <laughs>
3: yeah. I have a different, I have different channels. I don't know how you organize your content, Aaron, or like when you were younger, how, how you felt about having everything. Like for me, it just felt like
0: I had like 45 YouTube channels. Yes, like I had so yes. many.
3: I had mm-hmm. so many for each era because I don't know. Like I'm a little like I'm, I don't know if you deleted video. Did you ever delete videos as a kid? Because you were like, this is embarrassing. Clean it off. Yes. But now as an adult, yes. you're like, fuck.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, I wish I just privated them. Like I was right. so stupid. I wish I
3: could hide them. But for me being just this like little perfectionist, yeah, being able to look back to at them it. from when you're
0: 13, yeah. <laughs>
3: oh, they were so good. I had a metro station music video, and I'm so <gasps> sad.
0: <laughs> Do you think it's is like it on an old shake computer, it? computer shake or it, anything? Shake it
3: could be but i guess deleted stuff as a kid fuck that <laughs> if, I, I if
0: that's kid, normal
3: yeah if i i'm telling you yeah. not to delete their shit
0: <laughs> but also i wish know, I, I i wish there was some stuff that i didn't put online that i was like i didn't <laughs> need to upload some of those you know <laughs> could have just kept them for me nope. but said i had to share them with the world <laughs>
1: Like they catch me outside music video. <laughs>
0: That's a work of art.
3: I must go watch it. Music video for me. We
1: did that video. when I like
0: in the ATLB. We did
1: that in like twenty sixteen. Like that was like a child.
0: No, yeah, that was literally my junior year.
2: <laughs>
3: childhood video.
0: <laughs> it was cool. us and Alex Sheeman.
1: And if you haven't listened to our episode with Alex Sheeman, you should definitely go back and listen to it. That's actually
3: mm-hmm. the only one. I, I loved
0: that to. episode. Really?
3: Yeah. I was like, wow, oh, I thank Alex. you for
1: your support.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
3: Rude. <You're good. laughs> I'm totally I'm kidding. In an I
0: don't listen to the podcast either. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Um. Okay, Romy, making this explicitly queer, quick. Um. Did you feel like cutting your hair for the first time was like an expression, like an intentional expression of your queerness? I really killed the vibe of this. I'm No, 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 so no, 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 you
3: didn't kill a vibe. I just process... I'm an internal processor. I take a while. And I... Because I want to give you a thoughtful answer. You didn't kill a vibe. <laughs> i just reassuring you. Um, no, because... Well, we,
1: were, we were laughing. We were having a great time. And all of a sudden...
3: Hmm. No, I like thoughtful <clears throat> questions. But I guess I want to give you a good answer. Um, because I think... Because a lot of how I intentionally go about my queerness is I'm I'm kind of unintentional about it and it kind of just ends up being like queer and then other people tell me it's queer I think that's a lot of like what I did in college and like even Mm -hmm. now and just how I go about my life like I really do things because I want it for myself like I just know this is me um and I, I just, the haircut felt more like me, which then, retrospectively, probably queer, like, 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 adding to my queerness, because the, the looks that, like, that I was, like, wearing, or, like, with the haircut, yeah, it's a pretty queer haircut, (laughs) to, like, have it get an undercut, um, but I don't, I don't think I got it for the intention of queerness, of like be looking more queer, I just think queerness is like a cons, uh, like a.
1: It's queer because you did it. Is that what you're trying to say? Think... That's how I like to think about yeah. things sometimes, but.
3: Because I did it, it's queer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. For yeah. I guess like. A lot. What I'm saying is that I'm just like, maybe this is because I've been like pretty fortunate to not have a lot of like repercussions for a lot of the things I I do and exp- and how I express myself. Even though how I express myself is pretty queer, like I I am very queer, but I kind of just like it's. I think <laughs> is it really queer to like love yourself and like do things for like your look? Because I think that's what like I was I was doing yeah. a lot. And yeah, and I and I think that energy a lot of people were telling me that like that type of energy is like like I, I did attract a, I, I attracted a ton of like I mean, who it are, sounds
0: like you're like ignoring like the social norm and just kind of like doing what you want to do and Yeah instead of like and I just, saying I don't like,
3: really think about how queer things are or I don't do it because it's something but I think the impact it has though, like people who are exploring their queerness did like I I I'm so happy that I have been told that I have been like a role model for people who were exploring their queerness and to see kind of like me just like doing whatever, especially on the frisbee team. That was a big part where I learned this because like I was on this gay ass mm. frisbee team <laughs> um, <laughs> in college, Wo, which is the B team, and it's just like it's just like I came into my queerness so much. From that, um, that was a, I think that was where in college I, like, found my first, like, community, like, queer community and, like, explored my own queerness and through that and then becoming more like a junior and a senior when I got that haircut, a lot of, like, the baby queers would look at it and be like, oh my gosh, she's so confident, she does whatever she wants, but then, of course, internally I was insecure, like we all are, but that we do some actions (laughs) that look pretty confident, um, but that totally. haircut was—I was feeling pretty confident with it, and I liked it, and I and I felt like it was attracting the people I wanted it to attract. That's your answer. <laughs> that was all the thoughts going yeah. in my mind. That's why I went silent
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So when did you start uh, to like, come into your maybe queerness?
1: Made me so
3: happy. Thanks. Um, when did I come into my queerness? Is that your question?
0: Yeah, like were um, you ex- like. In touch with it in high school at all, or was it more of like a, a college thing? Or... <laughs> was it just a try, like a it was just no, a phase?
3: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, um, I, I'm <laughs> curious on how much would align with like your guys's experiences on the internet because I think the internet was my first exposure to any queer community mm. without me even knowing it.
2: Were
0: you on um, Tumblr?
3: Tumblr, yep. Yeah, Tumblr was a big one. Tumblr. I first came out on Tumblr. <laughs> And you know how? I love that. I, yeah, I just put bye in my description.
0: There we <laughs> and go. I had,
3: and I had one friend from high school who followed me and was like, You're bye? Nice. And she had a Tumblr. So it's like, and you're
0: Whatever. like, <laughs> You yeah, have but only on Tumblr. You're like, What happens on Tumblr stays on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah,
3: don't tell my Tumblr girlfriend I had a Tumblr girlfriend.
0: Um, <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Ooh. <laughs>
3: it was so I had I think my my first relationship was um on the internet and um okay wait I'll get into that later. Um <laughs> but um the so I had a computer when I was really really young. My dad um he was a software engineer and now he's a psychologist. So he is really into like tech and has all the old shit like we had a really old PC and um he Put a desktop computer in my room and didn't give me any restrictions on it. He's um, just like, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and so my whole childhood was the internet. Like, it was it was just having this computer and being on it all day. And I think that's where I found so much of, like, who I am. Like, recently, a big part of therapy is, like, channeling my inner child. And I'm going back to Younger Romy a lot, which is also why you guys caught me at a good time. You're doing that too? Good! We'll talk about it. Matt. oh my
1: yeah i mean i saw some tweet recently that was like being in your mid-20s is just liking all the things you liked when you were a teenager but not being embarrassed about it anymore and i was like
0: whoa! oh yeah that's really true my god
3: yeah because everything's stripped away and you're like what what was the reason i was here like why was i gravitating towards tech again that that goes into Mm -hmm. my childhood but basically um so i had this computer and i first my first exposure I would say would be, um, I would say my first, um, if I could look back and be like, oh, Romy, that's you being gay, um, was how I had all these crushes on actresses, and I would obsessively look them up. Like, I obsessively looked up Lorelai Gilmore, I was, I obsessively looked up, um,
1: Kovu, so that's why Kovu was your first answer.
3: I, I, I just thought about that one recently because um I, I don't know why I thought about that one. That one shouldn't have been first right answer. <laughs> I was just like, this one I think if you look I also would want to be curious if you looked at this lion. I, I mean, he just, it's just a sexy lion. Anyway, um so, <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but so I had the internet which helped and then on Tumblr I found like a like that my my first exposure to like queerness was something I was unpacking like a few years ago was like all these like feminine skinny white girls in all these fem relationships. So I learned queerness and liking very feminine women because of just what was the top on YouTube, you know, like Cammy and like mm-hmm. um, um, her girlfriend who was uh, Shannon. Shannon. Yep, and then Allie Hills mm. and Bobby. All of them. Oh, Rose and Rosie. I watched all of them. Rose and Rosie. They were the OGs. I definitely watched them first because um, their content was the most like grotesque. Like they went in on sex and talked about sex, and I loved watching them for that because I, I think like I was just very exposed to like sex young because of like the internet and like um guess all that's on there and like like making all these like virtual avatars and like I I don't know do you know what IMVU is? I'm trying to find people who know Yeah,
0: that. I had IMVU. Oh my yes. god. Wait. <laughs> that actually it's so weird that you say that because that was one of the first times that i came out was on fucking imvu because oh you could like list your sexuality no it was really it was weird like that was one thing that i like probably should not have had access to when i was like 12
3: imvu is pretty weird because it's like it's not sims because like
1: what the shit is this
0: you make okay. like a character yeah. and, and you then go into you, club penguin it's but like adult club penguin.
3: Yeah. Like they're sexy. Yeah. You can have like tits. You can have like like there's rooms like where you can there's like different positions on the the you furniture, right? And talk to
0: strangers.
3: Yep. And you talk to them. You can it's like really on there. It's really weird. The amount of people that were I think probably... I had a
0: boyfriend on IMVU.
3: And how old do you think? Was? I can't remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Romy. <laughs> Maybe. What if we met on IMVU? <laughs> oh
3: my gosh. Long, long, long. <laughs> um no i was always um actually i sometimes would be woman. i'm a man so i could talk to all the women on there which is funny um like a a male character yeah and that just goes to show that
0: everybody lies about who they are online
3: (laughs) oh my gosh that was some gross ass shit but that was definitely a big exposure to like tickling queerness because i remember like being obsessed with, like, all, like, all, like, the woman and how scandally dressed they were. And I was just, like, am I attracted to them? Like, the body? I don't know. It's just, like, so weird. Um, but then from there. Um, uh, then in, oh, and, okay, I got it. Um, like, I would have crushes on all these, like, girls, like, I would have crushes on my volleyball coach and not really know it's a crush. I guess always wanted them to see me and notice me. And I think that's, like... That, I did that a lot. Like, with teachers, I really liked. I had crushes on lots of my, like, female teachers. And I and the, the form of the crush was I wanted them to always notice me. Um, and, hmm. yeah. So, like, I would always, like, try to be cool. Oh, it's probably so stupid and embarrassing. Uh.
1: Okay, totally not. I It's actually... Totally a thing that I have, like, heard, con- like, from some of my other, like, queer lady friends where they're, they're like, I didn't realize that I had a crush. I just wanted to be friends and, like, best friends
3: with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, be close. Yeah, be close to them. And I think, mm-hmm. like, it manifests differently based off also, like, how... Like, because then at that Did- point, it's, like... For me, when I had the crush, I was so scared of my crushes, so I didn't even, like, know how to be really close to them. Well, because, yeah, that's the whole thing, is that, like, it's hard to be really good friends with someone you'd like, because...
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, at that point... It, Where's it, the it, line? Exactly.
0: Did you ever experience that, Matt?
2: Um,
1: because I did. <laughs> y- yes, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I think um, I had a tough time with, like, trying to... Because I tended to have, like, crushes on people, like, before I came out and stuff. Well, I guess even after I came out. But, like, I tended to have crushes on people who weren't, like, in my immediate circle of friends. Or, like, you know, someone that I would be, like, friendly with. But not, like, best, best friends with. So it was, like, not as much of... It wasn't as difficult, I guess, to, like, put up a front. But I just, like, would find it very difficult to, like, become friends or, like, have normal conversations with these people. Like, I always felt like something was off because I felt, you know. Yeah, you you felt off. You couldn't way. be
3: present and react well, too. Like, yeah. I always felt mad about mm-hmm. how I was not. I mean, it's kind of classic. It's like the people you like, you end up not attracting them because you're acting so weird. But then the people you don't like, they end mm-hmm. up liking you because you're, was confident around them. That was definitely very high school.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, high school.
3: Oh yes, that's the next era. I had there's this one girl that was um, transferred. Wait,
1: so you had your first cr- queer crush in like middle school? You would say?
3: Um, okay, my actual crush, where it could have been like an attainable crush, would be in high school. But in middle okay. school, I was starting to like become more infatuated by women and like I had a friend I don't know if you guys ever did this with your friends when you guys were younger but like kind of like you guys were all curious like young like elementary school and you guys would like touch each other would you guys ever do that it's kind of weird to think about
1: (laughs) I think it's a normal thing to do but I didn't I didn't do that.
3: Yeah, I no one ever talks that. I had one friend where we just kind of would mm-hmm. like it's so weird. I think it's a, like, it like I I feel like I'm talking it, about it a is, child. It is, but like I've heard,
1: I've heard people, I've heard that like talked about before, and I
0: think mm-hmm. it,
1: obviously to a degree it's normal. Yeah, you know, like once older people start getting involved, that's where it gets a little. Well, I guess quite not normal, <laughs> but. Yeah.
3: Retrospectively looking at it, it was totally just kid exploration. No one got harmed in it. Um, it was, it was mm-hmm. like, so I think that was my first exposure. And then in high school, though, was the first time I had a crush. There was this girl that was, like, straight up your stereotypical, like, skater girl lesbian on Tumblr who had, like, checkered vans. Like, very out, like, what you can, like, a parent. And in high school, not, there weren't, she was, like, the only one. So she, like, stood out. And... Mm-hmm. um. She also appeared really confident. I think queers love confident people for their first crushes. Um, Absolutely. Which is interesting. I guess everyone does, but it's just, yeah, it really impacts the queers because we're just, like, very drawn. <laughs> um, but, That's so yeah, true. I really liked her. But Wow, that you know. is
1: really true.
0: And it's because we're also unsure tri- of ourselves when we're little baby gays. Yeah.
1: Do you guys think it's the, like... Um like, seamlessly confident people who, like, because I, like, my first crush, I, like, I'm now realizing, like, pro- I think part of the reason I liked it, I had liked him so much, was, like, he was so confident, but, like, was, like, understated about it, like, he knew he was confident, he knew he was good at, like, whatever he did, and, like, was, like, confident, but, like, wasn't, like, showboaty or anything. Mm. I, like, even from a young age, I was, like, oh, that's hot.
3: Yeah, totally. And they tend to be not very healthy relationships, anyway. <laughs> like I don't know, mine that I know, like the the people I ended up being attracted to, are just like uh, it, it, they're just kind of like toxic. <laughs> but we still like that mm-hmm. confidence, and I think a lot of young mm-hmm. queers got into co- toxic relationships, maybe early. At least like I think I had like a a bad relationship with. Um, the idea of relationships in general like I was like very i wasn't vulnerable at all like like and so when I did have crushes, they just felt untouchable, but then if i was in like if I was dating people, then I wasn't vulnerable, so like I never really had an actual like vulnerable relationship, but I just had a bunch of queer crushes.
0: I've never had a relationship, so I've also never had a vulnerable relationship. So I feel you. We're in that one together.
3: (laughs) That's something I'm working on. My therapist had me, my homework that I have due on Tuesday. She gives me homework, because us academics do well when we're assigned things. Um, (laughs) I had to write- (laughs) Me, an academic. I know, right? After like- A A
0: scholar. (laughs)
3: But the the way we approach things is very... I, could, I didn't realize that I am actually a very, like, logically academic mind. So my therapist was like, all right, this is your homework. You're gonna write down all the qualities of an ideal partner and bring hmm. them. So that's a start.
1: <laughs> that is a fucking difficult question. What yeah, the hell? Like, I've been dating my... Like, I've been in a relationship for a long time, and, like, I don't even know how I would answer that question.
0: Well, let's all take a drink and then pick one and list some of the qualities.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Independence. I'm just like, ooh. Wait, what'd you say? That is a very good one.
0: Independence.
3: Okay, totally. Independence in, Mm. like, also in the sense of
1: no questions
0: you can, ask, questions. Questions. You can ask a question
3: you can ask a question i totally kidding i was <laughs> kidding <laughs> bam roasted um so <laughs> shut down <laughs> is what i meant to say um no yeah totally i resonate with that especially like someone who can be alone and have their own projects and entertain themselves yep. and then our relationship doesn't have to be us entertaining each like it's, the root isn't that but we can then projects together i
0: feel like we'll that also that. leads to problems probably yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm not like a relationship expert or anything but <laughs> we got banned you from you definitely and Henge, so. as someone
3: who hasn't been in relationships you've probably watched many and you can learn from that still which is how mm-hmm. i feel like i can I don't know if you've ever been on the end of like giving advice to all the people in relationships as someone who's never been in a relationship, but that was me a lot. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. I
3: think
1: I would say one of the most important things and I'm trying to do, I'm trying to like think objectively and not just like pull from like my relationship, but I guess that is not really.
3: That's great. If it's in your relationship.
1: (laughs) yeah I was gonna say I guess there's not really much of a point to that yeah. you know if it's like if it's something that's good you're that's the working. biggest
0: expert um, of the three of us
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I will say like independence is a huge one I think like one of the best things like since the get-go about my relationship is that like the two of us have recognized that like we each have our like individual lives and are like we'll always be like individual people and are not like dependent on each other and that has like we has allowed us to do like so many things that we like may not have otherwise done. Mm. Um. So that is like absolutely a huge one, and has been like so healthy because we can like always bring our whole selves. I think. Um, I would say. N- honestly, like, it, like not not being judgmental. Mm-hmm.
2: That was gonna. Be I think one it's more- like
1: it's probably like an easy one to, to gloss over. But like, once you get down to like the, the nitty gritty and the details, like it can be pretty easy to like, still be like subtly judgmental in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that I, I think I deal with the idea that I'm being judged more than I actually am judged. I don't think I'm you know judged at all actually, but I think, I think I'm being judged more than I am. And so that's something that I also have to deal with.
3: Mm. So I, I was also going to say something similar. The not judgmental and especially like specifically when you, when asking curious questions and how like having a partner that one appreciates how curious I am. Cause I, ask a ton of questions i don't have a lot of intense like knowledge on like very specific mm. i don't know anyway um but like like history is a big one where i ask a lot of questions and that a lot of people are like what you don't know that but I, my best friend is so good and just like we compliment each other so well and um she like is always there to like so thoughtfully and kindfully explain to me anytime I have a just a innocent little question and like not being afraid to ask questions. And, and I have been in relationships where like I ask a question and I could like feel judged from not knowing it and that's not healthy. Mm. And to not, and I think back to those and I'm like, okay, that wasn't healthy. That is a boundary. Um, totally. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. So I'm going to piggyback there. My other one, which is kind of funny. This is a funny one. Um, and, like not as serious, but still serious. When people say like use memes as a personality trait, like they're like, I only communicate in memes. I, I can't. Like like for I guess that's more of a Tinder qualification, like a bio thing. When people just say like mm. Netflix, horror movies and coffee. And I'm just like, "No. <laughs> Be more interesting." <laughs> oh, God. We all like those things. <clears throat>
0: True. Maybe not horror movies.
3: Um. Anyway, but um. Yeah. That, so that's that's an exercise wow. that hopefully gonna then eventually have like a healthy relationship, but still have just only had like these queer crushes, and I think that was a lot of high school. I mean, college was like. Uh, like I didn't really like my queerness in college was more socially than oh no not socially was more with friends than with any I mean, like, like hookups and people I don't think that mm. was where I was like, like there wasn't like a physical expo- like a sexual exploration with queerness in college there was one relationship there was that was significant <laughs>
2: So
1: I I have a question that's about the college experience just because, you know, we inhabited a lot of the same spaces. Did you ever feel like, because looking back, I think it, it, from what I saw, it definitely seemed like it. But did you feel like there was a lot of like heavy male dominated queerness at Tufts?
3: Yes, but I don't think it affected my experience with queerness. Um, I think for me, it was, that was awesome. Like, I don't know, like, like I think all my queer male friends are amazing people, and I don't think I'll ever be in a space with like, personally, with that many queer men again. So for me, I look back with positive vibes from the, cause I know it's very like, like queer man, male dominated because I feel like it's the, the web is louder. Maybe if that makes sense, like who's been with who, I don't know. I don't know. I just like think of my few friends that were like, like queer <laughs> Is it
1: that maybe we are just louder? <laughs> <Like>.
3: <laughs> um... I guess, maybe in, like, the partying aspect, like, the going out. Yeah, more queer men, like, raging. Nah, honestly, raging. nah. For me, I was... <laughs> raging. Um, I was in very queer, like, non-binary and, like, women spaces, um, for most of tough so Oh, okay, for that me, That's good. Yeah, for me, it's actually... Was never a problem. I totally... Like, I knew where to find it. Um and oh fuck yeah yeah. so like i knew like okay if i wanted like all my queer men dancing i'd go to the ato basement you know (laughs) um (laughs) or swimming parties or water polo (laughs) parties or like uh, any of your guys's parties (laughs) or like Mm. tdc i feel like tdc was very tdc yeah
1: tufts dance collective for anyone listening it was everyone who couldn't dance got wasted And just uh, did a choreographed dance on stage. It was a lot of fun.
3: That was an insane thing that was allowed. But it was amazing. But yeah, really, also, I've seen some shitty sides of it. But for the most part, really, (laughs) college, very unique. Um, But yeah, no, for the, I, I had my, I think just like the women's frisbee team was just like, where I, like, found most of my circles. And then I stayed there for the rest of college for a bit. But then I... I don't know. Like, I kind of dipped my toe in a lot of little circles throughout college. Dip my toe. I
1: love that. Um, We've had a couple of people on recently who are, like, big-time athletes that are queer. Um, I would love to know what your experience, like, Hmm. was as... Coming into your queerness while also being an athlete, Ooh.
3: and how? Because you
0: did water polo too.
3: I have done a lot of frisbee. sports mm-hmm. in high school. I played a ton of sports too, and I'm trying to think about that question there because that's a good question actually. Um,
1: Thanks, I came up with it on my own.
3: Actually, yeah, <laughs> like I'm surprised. Good job. Um, <laughs> let's. <see. laughs>
1: Aaron helped, obviously. <laughs>
3: God, you prepped. Um, uh, I think in high school, yeah, the spaces were pretty... It's so funny how, like, queerness wasn't as talked about or, like, apparent in sports. Because you're so intimate with your team in so many ways. Like, you cry together, you you travel together, you're up such long hours together. Um, for me, I didn't have... I I think in high school, uh, all my teams they were pretty... Like, everyone on it at at the time, they weren't, like, very, like, out. Um, But then in college, I started playing water polo. And that was actually probably the biggest boom men space that I walked into in a while was the Tufts water polo team. Because I was very used to water polo boys. That I'm so used to. I know the vibe. But I guess just, like walking into a team and being told I'm playing on this team. So context is that Tufts had this coat, like all everyone played on one water polo team in the fall, Mm -hmm. which water polo is the most insane. You just cannot have everyone play that sport together because of just the, the type. It's not even like body type. It's the style of playing. And I noticed this very intensely as a goalie. This isn't really queerness, but I think this is really interesting. Because um, I was a water polo goalie. Goalies
1: are inherently queer, is that what you're saying?
3: (laughs) Okay, that wasn't the direction. But I must say, yeah, I feel like the more women on water polo were, like I found out were like more queer than I thought. Because in high school, it just wasn't a queer (laughs) team. But no, no, no. This point I wanted to make. When I was playing as a goalie for women, I would notice how they would play. And when you're a goalie, you you do like you learn your techniques, but you learn your players. And um, the way they shoot, the way women shoot it kind of is like in, <laughs> funny, like in society too. It's like when they're gonna shoot their shot, it's 100%, like it's perfect. They're gonna do it, they don't do it a lot, but then they do it, it's awesome. But And that's the goal we need to encourage women to shoot more um, and be more confident. Men, they don't even care about accuracy. They just put so much power behind it, and that was Tufts water polo. Um, What's that? Because <laughs> <laughs> East Coast, they're I throw really a ball real hard. <laughs> throw a ball hard, really hard. We're gonna do jumps. Really when I was when I was the only like girl goalie for all the men goalie. You know, I used I just ended up coaching them because I just didn't want to play the game. I tried to play for a year, but the the style is different because. I had a I didn't want to learn a whole new game. I had to learn how men shot and I didn't want to learn that. I wasn't there to learn mm. a whole new sport. I was just there to play what my like what I already knew. Mm. And I was fine, but like I literally let a ball in because the ball was so strong and it pushed my, my body in. Like it, it hit me and then I moved. And then it went in. Like I blocked it. <laughs> it. It like the the force pushed me in. So
2: Whoa.
3: Yeah, that was that was I remember that point. But basically, that was like the biggest like whoa, like, like, welcome to Tufts, but I feel like on that team, I didn't join it looking for a queer community, I kind of knew what I was going to get, and I got a bunch of awesome, silly, funny boys, and a few OG hardcore, um, friends that I ended up making the women's team with, um, and even there, though, I feel like queerness wasn't really apparent in that sport, But for me, it was frisbee. Frisbee, the women's frisbee team. And going to my first rugby frisbee mixer was when I was like, whoa, I am in a queer space.
2: Oh Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like, this is the aggressive queers now. Like, this is now scary. Like, it's just like these, it's, that was an intense energy. I was like, I am not ready to be in queer spaces yet. I think my freshman year, I guess, wasn't ready. I didn't, I, I was like. Didn't know like like I I I kind of came out end of senior year of high school, but going into college, I knew I wanted to like explore my queerness. So my first start was Mm -hmm. getting Tinder, um, and I went on a date like my first date was with like a senior at Tufts, and I was a freshman, and I just feel so bad for that senior because that senior probably knew what they wanted, and I just didn't know what I wanted.
0: Um yeah, but they should know that freshmen never fucking know anything.
3: That's true.
1: Yeah, truly.
0: Like I freshmen did. are
3: <laughs> as, as, like as much as we fake it on the outside, on the inside we don't know anything and we are no. so scared. Um, I mean, even
2: looking I back to, like senior, senior you're still year, a freshman.
0: <laughs> I was you say but, like even like looking back now I, I feel like freshman. I knew nothing as a senior too, and I definitely awesome. felt old. Yeah. Interesting. But.
1: Imagine how tired we are.
3: <laughs> do you ever look back at college and you're like, I wish the version of myself now was in college. I would have yes. fucked shit up.
1: I, yes. However, I'm glad that I'm not, I I do wish that I lived back in like a walkable community surrounded by people that I love that like existed beyond like normal business hours. <laughs>
3: community is but that's
1: another topic
3: (laughs) (laughs) no i totally feel you um
1: but i think also this year of like covid and like being locked up and whatnot like i'm gonna probably like revert to probably like 22 for a little while
0: (laughs) absolutely like
1: i'm definitely gonna play a lot of beer pong this summer (laughs) and like when i go back to when i go back to like being able to like hang out with my friends um
0: yeah people are gonna go crazy
1: yeah, it's gonna be a lot of
0: that. It's gonna be the year of yes.
1: It is. It truly like, is. That's why I'm like anything. Got to do well this summer. Hopefully secure that job for post grad, and then it's gonna be yes for three. Is this third a divorce mm. divorce
3: firm
1: job? Yeah. Well, hopefully.
3: Okay, you got this.
1: We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll give you more info if you need more. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think a lot, because a lot of my experience was on club teams, club teams ended up being pretty chill and social oriented, which ended up being pretty queer. I love
2: cool. that. Yeah.
3: That's so awesome. I didn't want aggressive teams. I was so done since high school. It was just way too aggressive. I didn't want to win. I didn't join sports to win. <laughs> I, yeah. I just want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's
0: really And that's fair. queer. And that's that's really queer. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what club sports are for
1: truly so find that
0: community yourself. and stay active and just chill <laughs> connect yeah.
1: and be yeah cool we do have two questions left if you if you want to go that route okay yeah. um i do think it will spark some good final some good closing conversation but mm-hmm. um First things first, um, are there any organizations that you hold near and dear to your heart that you'd like to give a shout out to?
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is actually a queer-owned business. Um, my Love. friend created, well, has this Instagram account called Stitches Get Bitches. Um, and.
0: I want it already.
3: Is, <laughs> she is running, like, a social justice drive. And it's like when you buy a stuffed animal that she makes, half of the proceeds go to um, Equal Justice Initiative for. Um,
1: oh, fuck yeah.
3: Yeah, for uh, criminal justice reform. And so that would be what I'm plugging mm. in because you can support.
0: They're so honest. cute!
3: They're so good and cute! <laughs> They're so cute!
1: Oh my gosh! Oh my God, okay, so cute. stitches get bitches. Stitches get bitches. <gasps> she makes she's Pokemon. Amazing.
3: Yeah, she makes oh anything God, as long as it's kind of like gonna challenge her. Like she's like, if it's a, she doesn't like making the same thing twice. If it was really hard, like she made Oppa once and she went in, but she's like, I can't do that
0: again. I love that. That's yeah. a great. That's a great <laughs> organization to plug.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that Incredible. would be my friend. That's actually a new friend. When I came back out to California after I graduated from college and moved back here, my go-to way to make, community, uh, make friends in the community and also queer friends in the community was during a women's frisbee team. So I joined yeah. a women's frisbee team out here and I met her and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, queer friend. And then through that we've just kind of like made a bunch of queer frisbee friends and all my friends out here have been through frisbee and I've now have a good little community there, that's awesome nice. amazing
0: yeah that's a great piece of advice for people who move to a new city especially after college i was having a conversation about this with someone in a clubhouse room this week about how it's like really really hard to make friends after college and yeah i Join feel a like
3: club sport yeah you don't any, even need anything to be good. any league yeah yeah honestly
1: and a, and a lot of cities have like queer focused leagues that like don't give a shit if you're good or not i was in That's, a gay like, dodgeball league thing.
3: you're in a gay dodgeball yeah league? my
1: boyfriend played mm. gay volleyball
3: oh my gosh yeah like and don't even be scared if you don't know how to play it because being a beginner is honestly so like ride it out, like, like ride out, mm-hmm. making all the mistakes because everyone's just like, okay, you're a beginner. We're just excited you're here. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like that. That's kind of how I I spent freshman year of college is just like make every mistake, just do it.
0: And then Romy, what's the gayest thing that you did this week?
3: Um, rewatch <laughs> Sailor Moon because this is good. This is good. Um, when I
1: but you were ready with that.
3: <laughs> um, you guys had it in your little blurb. <laughs> yeah you're like prepare um but i guess well, watched read it some people do um yeah no i had that being prepared is my new my next it's 2021 it's trying to read ahead um <laughs> but <laughs> so basically the when i was younger a, another queer awakening was watching sailor moon um i was obsessed with all okay the queens. same damn it's just a sailor moon same <laughs> why not like, why the fuck did i say that lion <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that lion
3: <laughs> who so were you funny. who'd you find sexy in it or what was your experience with all
0: you? of them
1: well it was more of a just like oh my god like the look at them going from like amazing to unbelievable and just like bam 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 like uh, almost voguing I was like wait iconic yeah yeah uh, it really was the transformations that like made it for me. It ta- I don't remember much about the show other than those. Totally,
3: <laughs> when I the nostalgia of watching it again is in the transformations, like literally getting so moved by them <laughs> and just like fighting for love. <laughs> um, totally.
1: Where do you watch it? I'm gonna like Hulu. Do that tonight.
3: So this is why this is oh, why it's gay that I'm rewatching uh, it. It's because the. When I was younger, I didn't want to watch subtitles, so I listened to the dub version. And I don't know if you know about this, but like, the company that made the dub version—I forget what it's called—and um, uh, they they censored a ton of queer storylines in it. They censored oh. Oh. Sailor Saturn and Sailor Neptune, and they said that they were cousins in the dubbed, but in the subtitled, they're partners, they're lovers, and they have like an entire storyline that I believed was, they were cousins, even though they they have this energy. So it was so confusing to me because I was obsessed with that couple. I really liked them. Mm. And I didn't know why. And like, Sailor Saturn was this like more You're androgynous character. like, I'm character. not into
1: incest. Why do I love this? <laughs> yeah,
3: I <was> like, <laughs> I'm having these crises. Oh my God, that's so... Like, they make me unpack my childhood thinking that. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm re-watching it so I can get the queer storyline out of it. Um, I love
1: that. I love that. But part of part of my
3: sexual awakenings from it was that I was very, (laughs) I am very into like kind of the like powerful dominatrix woman, and I was very like sexually awakened by that. And all the queens Mm -hmm. and evil people in Sailor Moon are these like beautiful, hardcore queens. And it was so, like, and, like, the dynamic of how kind of, like, there's always that, like, like in Disney and cartoons, if you look at it, there's always queer coding on all the villains. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, for me, is so (sighs) interesting. I love talking about it. And there's always this interesting tension and obsession the villain has on the protagonist in this, like, like, and maybe in a lot of the, like, ones with the men villains, it's a little pedophile, like, Actually, there's some, like, pedophilia in it in, like, Sailor Moon, 2. But anyway, because they're all children. They're all children. That's the thing with anime uh. is that there's so much of that in anime because all the main characters are, like, in high school. Um, <laughs> but that was a big sexual awakening because I liked all the, like, older women in that. Mm. Yeah.
0: Damn. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that.
3: It's honestly kind of bad. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, we rewatch, watching plus... like, one episode, and then I'll yeah, be like, eh. I
3: would I would look up which ones to watch. We watch the movies because um, when I was rewatching, it, it's really childish and pretty bad.
0: Matt, what's the gayest thing that you did this week? <sighs> um, the
1: gayest thing that I did this week was oh my gosh, I reconnected with well, not reconnected. We've been connected for a while, but I had distance drinks in the park with one of my like elementary and middle school like besties and like. We it's talked cute. about how all of the, like, memories we have together are, like, actually very queer because she's a lesbian, mm. um, but, like, neither of us were out in, like, elementary <gasps> middle school, but we just, fun. like, talked about how, like, actually queer we were um, when it was happening. Oh, that's wow. super
3: fun. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. What about you, Aaron? So, shout out to Sarah Young. Um, what about you, Aaron?
0: I mean, it was, I had a bender all weekend. Oh, I had a super extra photo shoot for a makeup brand yesterday. Well, that's photo fun. Photo and video shoot. And Always fun. Yeah, and I should—I I was like so unwell yesterday morning, and naturally woke up and just we drank champagne and shot all day, and <laughs> it was really your, productive.
3: I saw your Instagram <laughs> video of you kind of like sloshing the orange juice and then missing. <laughs>
0: yeah I was like shaking I was like
3: oh, I kind of loved it I was like wow I love that this isn't like perfect like I like that it is just like it is showing <laughs> that like,
0: life is a mess
3: <laughs> that life is a mess you're like a gallop and it kind of half goes Pe- in the cup and you're like good
0: <laughs> yeah people were like oh my gosh you're back at Tufts and I was like no I'm a kleptomaniac and I stole those senior week
1: <laughs> I have six of them in my parents I stole four home. <laughs> yeah oh,
3: well gosh. you're
0: supposed to get one and I was like I paid millions of dollars for this school. I'm going to take a full set, so I have four of them.
3: Fun fact, I have y- don't have my diploma. It is with Stuart Montgomery. What? The Shut the fuck up. I miss Stuart on so much. Earth. I want to have my diploma.
0: Why does Stuart have your... We should have Stuart on the podcast. Holy shit. Why does Stuart <laughs> yeah, yeah, have really your shit. diploma?
3: Um,
1: Why are you saying it like
3: <laughs> Stuart? <laughs>
1: Stuart.
0: Stuart?
3: <laughs> you Star. don't pronounce the, you the syllable. You're saying. Stuart. It's
0: two Stewart. syllables. <laughs> Stuart. Stuart.
3: Yeah. S-T-O-R-T. Yeah. <laughs> St- you're going to this and you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Don't worry, Stewart. Aaron. Stuart. Um, Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> so Stuart has my. Um, <laughs> stork. Stork. Um, he was. A, I think he was. Um, he visited Tufts after we all graduated and saw that my diploma was still in the fridge. <laughs> and he's In like, the this is still on the fridge. On the fridge, like I on top. I heard in the
1: fridge, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was being used as a plate. Um, I wouldn't be
0: surprised if you were like, I'm gonna keep my diploma in the fridge, like fuck with people so that when <laughs> anyone comes over and they look <laughs> in my fridge, there's just a diploma in
3: there. That'd be I wish. Like, I she did needs that. to
0: stay chill. She needs to
3: chill. Um I mean, think really safe place. <laughs> um Stuart's like, Do you want this? And I was like, Romy's yeah. diploma
1: diploma becomes like the fake diploma that just gets passed down year after That's year. So <laughs> right.
0: Do you remember when we did that with the Hope.
1: Yeah, I think that's happening still with my fake ID that says I'm, like, 31 at this point. Oh, no. Like, I heard, like, last year that someone is using it. Oh, that's fun. What? A fake
3: ID that gets passed around. Someone at (laughs) Tufts?
1: Yeah. That thing says it's... That thing will say it's 29, whoever uses it.
0: That's crazy. Oh, my God. I guess my first fake ID would also be 29.
3: Did you add...
1: For anyone listening, I didn't actually have a fake ID.
0: Y'all got a fake ID, though. Uh-huh. All right.
1: All right. Well, let's wrap it up, girls.
0: (laughs) This
3: is so cute. Yeah. me for for
0: everyone listening, where can they find you if Um, you want to be found?
3: Physically, I am in California. Um... (laughs)
1: That's
0: We're
3: not all. gonna encourage that one. <laughs> Come on, hang out with yes. me. I'm lonely. Um, I, Join her
0: frisbee, her frisbee league. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Um, I guess on Instagram, even though it's private now because I'm now going down down a security rabbit hole, I'm trying not to have anything public. Um, uh-huh. So send me a message. Um, Romi nu, <laughs> R O underscore minu. It, minu means um, like. Kitty, cute, cute cat in French. It's kind of slang.
0: Oh, okay. So, my
3: dad would call I me. Oh, you that. you didn't
1: speak French.
3: Mm. <laughs> I know like a few <laughs> words. And my dad would call me Romy Nu. Um, so, so call me cute. Yeah, yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. And I now have a professional Twitter. <laughs> that oh I'm gonna plug that wow. actually. Um that one is called Romy underscore laughbat. L-A-F-B-A-T. It was a randomly generated password i got for something and it's now my avatar name for everything
1: i really and like your that. professional twitter
3: <laughs> yeah because i kind of want like an avatar name i think like in the coding world you kind of need like an anonymous name when you post things places mm. <laughs> so it's my little name so yeah you can find me there um let's look at my name it's kind of unique <music>
1: Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt.
0: And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out.
1: And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on.
0: If you wanna keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media.
1: You can find me at Maddie Roar.
0: You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson.
1: And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at QueeringTheAirPod.
0: If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com.
1: Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.
0: Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift provided from Epidemic Sound. All
1: views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us.